My bitch got a body like Alba. What up, dog? I'm the alpha. So you better watch out, bro. And that goes for anyone around us. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition. Leaders lead, winners in. Um, overwhelming support by you guys. I just want to say thank you. We got almost 150, almost 200 subscribers. I know that doesn't sound like a lot in the YouTube world, but to me it is. That means that if we had a room, I can fill it with 150, 200 people. And um, to me, that means the world. I don't think people think about that a lot. I think you look at your Instagram, you're like, I only have 1,800 followers. Like, dude, 1,800 followers, that fills a fucking big-ass conference room. Those people are watching you. I think you need to think a little bit differently about that. Speaking of thinking a little bit differently, stay tuned. I know typically you guys tune out about three minutes. Don't do it today. I'm going to talk a little bit about, I got this paper right here. I'm going to talk a little bit about lessons, leadership lessons that I've learned by being a father. And I think that this is a little bit different. There's 10 different leadership lessons, 10 of them, that I want to share with you that I've learned over the past really year and a half that I've had the honor, the privilege, the opportunity to be a father of a incredibly smart, talented, and beautiful seven-year-old little girl. Um, Family is not blood. Family is who you choose to have family with. And this is my family. I just proposed, and now Chloe and I are going to get married. And she's my family. And I've learned so much in leadership and in being a better man and being a better human from a seven-year-old and how to interact with a seven-year-old. I think a lot of you probably are nervous to take that new job, embark upon this new journey with this said person because of whatever it might be, because you're scared of what's on the other side. And I'm telling you right now, what's on the other side of whatever you're scared of, I swear to you, I promise to you, is better than you can ever imagine. So again, 10 leadership lessons that I've learned through fatherhood. I've been doing this shit for a decade, guys. I've been a leader an organization that's huge, billions and billions of dollars. I've got all the training in the world. I lead 20 people right now. We're about to sign a new lease for 5,500 square foot. We got everybody. We're focused so heavily on growth. It's so exciting. And wouldn't you know, over the last year, I learned the most from a seven-year-old. Check this out. First things first. Number one lesson. You can lead a person three different ways, but it doesn't mean that you should always lead them all three different ways. (laughs) So typically you can lead a person. Again, this is I'm learning by leading this seven-year-old little girl about to be eight. Three ways. You can motivate them with a, a, a carrot, if you will, right? So, hey, if you do this, I'll give you this. And a lot of parenting in this way, it's kind of lazy to be honest with you right? It's kind of lazy. Hey, if you do your homework, I am going to give you an ice cream. Lazy. Or think, think about this. Why I'm talking about this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, please think about like your business as a leader or your, if you're a parent, think about this stuff and please give me advice too. God knows I need it. Okay. Humbly, please help. This is 10 things I've learned in fucking 12 months. Please help me with any other you can get hit the DMs, hit the comments, whatever. Text me. I don't care. 480-544-6080. Um, but it's kind of lazy, right? Like do your homework. I'll give you this. What about this? That's, that's the motivate someone with a carrot. What about this? Um, what about the stick? 
So motivate, carrot, the stick, discipline. If you don't do your homework, I'm going to take your iPad away. Lazy. It's lazy. Is it necessary sometimes? Yes. Is the carrot necessary sometimes? Yes. It's kind of lazy though, right? I'm going to go through 10 things on how to get your kids to do things and how to father better and mother better. But the third would be to inspire the little kid, which is not lazy. And it's the way that I typically like to lead, not only in our organization, but in life now as a father. In life now as the, the head, plural leadership with Chloe and I, but singular headship, I am the head of our family. And that's to inspire through action and through conversation and through reasoning and logic and to get folks excited about something and to make it important. So three ways to lead people, right? There's to motivate, which is typically with a carrot. If you do this, I will give you this. There's discipline, which is, uh, or the stick, if you will. If you don't do this, then you're going to have this happen to you. And then there's inspiring the person to do it through action and through the things I just said. Now, I will tell you that none of them are the right way all the time. None of them should always be used in one capacity, but all of them should be used at different times. What do I mean by that? You can't be a lazy ass father and just say, hey, if you do this, I'll give you this. It's pretty easy to do 100% of the time. You can't be some asshole father and say, if you don't do this, then I'm gonna take away this, this, and this, or you're gonna get your butt spanked. And you can't always inspire people because truth be told, you're not always fucking inspired to inspire. You're not always excited and happy. Like fucking life is hard. So what do you do? You mix all three of them together, folks. Just like you do a normal leadership, you do that with your kiddos. Some days you motivate with a, a, a treat or a, a, or a goal. Like, hey, if we do all this, you get all A's, I'm gonna take you clothes shopping. That's important to do. It's memories that I remember. It's memories that you remember. There's a time and a place for you to discipline somebody. Hey, you haven't been listening in a week. It's time for you to listen. Here we go. Boom. Tone changes. And there's always time for obviously for you to motivate. So it's a lesson that I've learned. The things that I've learned out there are the same things that you can apply to said kid, but you can't just use one all the time. You got to use all three at all times. Number two, don't let technology teach your kid. <laughs> same thing with our guys. Don't let the, the lessons that they need to learn, the sales training that they need to have, don't let it just happen by happenstance because they heard something on the radio or they're buying a course that needs to come from you. Same thing with your kid. Because you're lazy, now there's time for iPad time. Okay, there is, but it should be sparingly. It shouldn't be all the time. Lazy leadership Leverages technology. Lazy leadership leverages technology. Damn, that's pretty good, huh? Robbie, cut that shit. Lazy leadership leverages technology. Lazy fatherhood and motherhood leverages technology. If your kid is on their iPad more than an hour a day, you got a fucking problem. You're lazy. Don't let technology and what's going on in the internet raise your kid. Be present. Go deep. Ask questions. Look at them in the eyes and have conversations. Teach them the things that you would want to be teached at 7, 8, 9, 10, 0, 3, whatever age that your kid is. It's important to slow down, not let technology happen, have some standards, standards and discipline up around that technology, like time limits, like uh, 
so on and so forth to make sure that they're not on it all the time. And it's important not to be lazy. It's like that overall arching thing. If there's 11th part of this, there's only 10, but it's stop being fucking lazy. Um, something that I've learned through fatherhood that's a leadership lesson is don't let tech be the teacher. You're the biggest, whether it be in the boardroom or in the bedroom of your kid reading them a, a, a bedtime story. You're the most influential person in their life. My guys look up to me so much. I have so much pressure on me all the time to perform because I'm always on stage, but I love it. It's what I asked for. It's what you asked for. And when you decide to have a child because it's a decision, it's a blessing, you're deciding to be the most influential person with inside of their life. Everything that you say they hold on to and they use is Bible. Why would you allow a piece of technology that's about this big, like an iPad, be the most influential anything in their life? You're getting replaced by technology. Don't be. Provide value so that you can be there for life. They're, they're going to remember the moments, the precious moments that you're being lazy because you're too hungover, you're too fucking engulfed in work or whatever the case is. Like, Stop letting tech raise your kids. I can't say it enough. All right. Correction, number three, correction without instruction is a no-no. It's important to correct your child. It's important to correct your team members, leading people. It's what I learned. It's important to correct them and tell them that's not the way that we do it here. That's not the way that you clean your room. You don't shove shit in the closet. This is how you do it. You take your time. You spend time. You put things where they should be, not just in here because you want to hurry, right? You correct, and then you instruct just like I just did. Hey, clean your room. Action. Come back. Room's half-assed. You say, hey, this is not the way we clean our room in our house. We do things the right way, and we don't half-ass it, Right? That's what it's all about. It's about being an Adams, being a part of the Adams family. You know, we do things the right way. So what does the right way mean? Correction. Now instruction. That means folding your clothes and putting them in the proper drawers. That means hanging your clothes up the right way. That means pulling the little undersheet all the way up, then your comforter, because it's important to do things the right way. It means taking all these cups and bowls and getting them out. It means organizing your book collection, all right? So I'm gonna correct the person, the kiddo, and then I'm gonna give them instruction. So many people, and this is a mistake that I made and this is a lesson I made, just correct. Hey, go clean your room. That's not good enough. Little kids have no fucking clue what good enough means, dude, because you haven't taken the time to instruct them, because you haven't taken the time to show them how it's done. You expect for them to know. At least I did. I made a huge mistake. Construct con correction without instruction is a no no. Okay. Number three, number four, number four, sorry, number four. I need your help. What a leadership lesson. Just four words, man. I need your help. Think about this with your people. Think about this with your kiddos if you got kids, if you're lucky enough to have blessings of children in your life. I need your help. <laughs> it goes so far. Hey, can you? Uh, do the dishes. Asking them to do so. Now there's time and a place for that too. But hey, Bobby, I need your help, dude. Can you help me, please? I really could use your help. 
can you help me with do the dishes? I'm going to do the trash and the countertops. Can you do the dishes for me, bro? Thanks, dude. I appreciate you. I love you. Okay. Hop in. I need your help. Leadership lesson. Hey, Ty, I need your help, man. Can you come to my office real quick? Hey, dude, you're well behind pace. You're not doing well, bro. I love you. I care about you. How can I help? I need your help. Can you come in with me on this weekend? Can you come in and make these dials? Can you reach out to one more realtor for me? I need your help. Number four. That was number four. Number five, um, establish some house rules. Um, I think it's important to people don't know what they don't know. Like we have our standards at our office and in our company on how we dress, uh, when to come in, when to not come in, uh, what we say on the phone, what we don't say on the phone, how we interact with each other, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. There's all these things for our businesses and our teams and all this kind of stuff. When we get home, it's a free for all. There's no house rules. In our house, there's no lying, there's no cheating, there's no stealing, number one. Number two, we have these house rules, right? It's important for a kid to understand these things. Leadership lesson 101 for a kid. We don't lie, we don't cheat, we don't steal. We don't lie to each other. We don't steal from other places because we have everything that we need. And, and we don't cheat. We don't cheat in a board game. We do things the right way the first time. Number two, we put things back where they belong. If you got something from the pantry, and you eat it on the couch, it goes back in the pantry when it's done. Nobody's coming to clean, out, clean up after you, right? Just a couple examples. Have house rules. Have standards in your culture at your company. I'm fired up, man. That was number five. Number six, I have this written down, okay? I have my glasses today. It's a long story. Stop yelling. <laughs> I yell all the time. You guys hear me yell. I'm a yeller. It is what it is. But... um. Stop yelling. You sound like an idiot. Like, you don't need to yell at your kids all the time. Have a conversation with them. Get down to their level. Take a knee. Look them in the eyes. Have a conversation. Get their attention. Because if you don't, same thing with leadership style. Don't yell at your people all the time. Get on the phone. You sound like an idiot. You literally sound like an idiot. Same thing with kids. Make it important. Look them in the eyes. Have a conversation with them because they're in a little adult, depending on what life stage they're in. And stop yelling at everybody. I'll tell you this. You can never, sometimes we get frustrated on things. And I'm going to talk about sins versus mistakes in a second. Sometimes we get frustrated on things because we haven't told them how to do something or what to do. And they're doing it like a kid's just doing something. And then you yell. That's bullshit. You didn't instruct. You didn't tell them what they should be doing. You didn't, they're doing what they think they should be doing. They don't know any better, right? So then you yell. And when you yell, you're teaching and grooming a kid to only respond to yelling and to anger. And you never, ever, 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 bonus, never discipline in anger. You're a fucking adult. That is a kid. Breathe. Take a time out yourself. Never discipline in anger. Discipline said person when you're calm and cooler heads prevail, whatever the situation is. Again, never discipline in anger and stop yelling. All right. Number six. I believe. I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is number seven. Ha! Sorry, seven. This is fun for me. This is um this is important for me. So I used to call these non-negotiables, um, we can call them sins. 
So there should only be, and I think I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but there should be a few things that are non-negotiables. Like no matter what, this is not allowed. Just like the house rules thing. We don't lie. We don't cheat. We, we, don't, we don't cheat. We don't steal. Um, and so on and so forth. But there's non-negotiables. And what I mean by non-negotiables are things that should piss you the fuck off. And there should only be two, three, four, five. There shouldn't be 55 things. Because the reality of the situation is just like your employees, your team members, your sales guys, whatever it might be. People are going to make mistakes, honest mistakes, spilling a cup of milk all over the ground. You know, that's a mistake. It's not a sin. There's mistakes and there's sins. And sins are your non-negotiables. That's no lying to each other. You listen when I say something. No stealing, no cheating, whatever it might be. There's things that should piss you off and you should discipline for. And then there's mistakes of which you show grace. And you need to, as a human being, have the emotional intelligence or, emotional intelligence or EQ to decipher between the two. On command right then. Oh, shit, it's okay. It's okay. Let's, we'll clean it up. It's all good. You know, I know I, she didn't mean to spill that plate of food that I, we just made on the floor. And now the dogs are eating it. You know, it's a mistake. It's okay. Let's clean it up. Right, it's all good. Let's not happen again. Remember, we use two hands. Right, it's all good. You don't fucking say, "Oh my god, I can't believe that you spilt that food." I just worked so hard to do. You sound like an idiot. Stop yelling. I already talked about this. Right? You got to know the difference between a sin and a mistake. Now, uh, let's say the kid is at uh, I don't know Hobby Lobby, and the kid steals um, a little pumpkin, puts it in their pocket, and leaves. And you find out in the car. You're like, "What's that?" I didn't buy that. Where did you get that from? And then the kid goes, I took it. Or they lie to you and say that they didn't take it. So then you, uh, at that point, realize that they stole it. And now they're lying about it. That's a sin, my friends. It's part of the Ten Commandments. That's a sin, godly sin, not an ungodly sin. I'm sorry. You're sinning against God. And it's part of my non-negotiables. They're already setting the house rules. At that point, it is okay to discipline your child the right way, not in anger. Know the difference between sins and mistakes. Give grace on mistakes and discipline on your sins, on the person's sins. Same thing here. If it's non-negotiable and they do it against it, we're going to have a conversation. Three strike rule, one, two, three, you're gone, period. I don't give a shit. If it's a mistake... You didn't take a deposit. You didn't do this. You forgot to disclose closing costs. Now the client's pissed. It's a mistake. It is what it is. It's an honest mistake. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure it doesn't happen again. Rule number two in business, learn from your mistakes. All right, number eight, eight, nine, 10. Three more. Here we go. Eight, get your child when they're of age um, involved and leverage, have them leverage their voice with inside of the decision-making process of the team, of the family. Um, something I've learned as a father, you can't always tell kids what to do. You need to have them find out that the plan of what to do should come from them. Um, and they should be a part of that decision-making process and conversation for a couple different reasons. One, if you constantly tell kids what to do, you're raising a follower. Leadership lesson. You're, you're raising a follower. If you get their opinions on things, like, hey, sweetheart, where do you think we should go to vacation? Here's a couple options. Which ones do you like the best? Let's look through some pictures, right? 
you're raising a leader because they're learning how to use their voice and have an open and candid and honest conversation in a safe space. They're learning how to use their voice rather than just being told what to do. They're not a military uh, private. They are your child. It's the same thing in the boardroom, guys. Get your people involved on what's important. Hey, what do you think about this interface? Should we change it? What do you think about how we're approaching said leads or what this presentation looks like? You want to help on it? Get it? And also, that's number one. Number two is the reason why they need to use their, their voice or include them is because, sorry, I'm about to burp. I don't want to burp in your ears, okay? Is because it sticks better. <laughs> Whatever choice that is, they came up with it. So they crusade. They love it. They say more things. They're excited about it. They're more involved with said thing. It's important. Again, number eight, have your kid use their voice. Raise leaders by doing so. Get them involved in decision-making processes. Not everything, guys, but geez, can't they help you? What do you want to eat tonight, sweetheart? I know you're going to say, I don't know. Ha ha ha. Right? What do you want? Mexican food? You want some Asian food? What are you thinking? I know you want chicken fingers. Yeah? But let's twist it up tonight. What do you think? Your choice. They can pick. It's not, hey, sweetheart, where do you want to live? You want to live in Nashville, Tennessee, or in Arizona? Like, no, dude, we're living here because this is where I work and this is where I play and this is where I live. That's a different story. Use your brain. Number nine. God, this is good shit. This is good shit. These are 10 leadership lessons I'm giving to you from being a father. Wow, this is good. I don't know I don't know where this is coming from. It's because I've learned it and this is how it works. Boys and girls, I'm wearing this hat. Okay, I got this clothing line, contain clothing. By the time you see this, we should be live. XY, that is the chromosome makeup of males. That's why I'm wearing this hat. XX, that is the chromosome makeup of females. Yep, that's right, folks. There's two genders. No shit, can't make that up. There's two genders. You should lead from a fatherhood perspective. You raise boys and girls differently. They're different people. They want different things. They're taught different things through at school. They're taught different things, social cues, different uh, uh, things from their friends. They play differently. They think differently. They're different. And I don't care about this gender fluid bullshit, this all this fucking weird shit that's going on. I'm on the front lines. I got a kid that's seven years old. We have the incredible elementary school of which we are involved with, which that's a fucking bonus tip. Get involved and stop being a fucking couch potato. Like be the parent of the month at your kid's school. You, they fucking deserve it. Anyways, you treat and you raise boys and girls differently. I've had the opportunity, let me talk about uh, business. I've had the opportunity of leading men and women. And I'll tell you right now, they're different. You lead them differently. And that's okay, comma, that's okay. It is not a bad thing. Blanket leadership, blanket messaging, blanket everything. That's not how you lead a successful team. You do things differently. Women are more nurturing. They wanna understand the logic behind things. You guys know this, right? I can go on and on. Men. They, <clears throat> sometimes they need to be kicked in the fucking face to get something done. They're a little crazier, right? They do things a little more sporadic. They are a little bit more risk adverse. So you got to know the difference between men and women, boys and girls, and you got to lead them differently because they are different. 
no matter what CNN is telling you, all right? Last but not least, that was number nine. Last but not least, God, this is good. Repent, repent. What do I mean by repent? If you make a mistake, own it in front of your kid. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I made mistakes in front of my daughter and my girlfriend, my fiance now. Made a lot of mistakes in front of my guys, in front of my gals. Uh, doesn't matter where it is. I made a lot of mistakes. Humbly made a lot of mistakes. Repent of them. Own them. Say you're sorry. Apologize. Put in necessary steps to never let those things happen again. And then honor your word all in front of your kid, all in front of your team. Repent and own your mistakes is number 10. 10 leadership lessons in fatherhood. I'm not going to go through all 10 of them. Hopefully you are taking notes. If you weren't taking notes, go back and listen. I think this one's worth it. Um, You can relate all of these 10 things to your business. I try to do my best, but these are just 10 things I've learned in the last year. And I'm excited to see what it looks like for the next, I don't know, the rest of my life. Because once you become a father, you never stop becoming a father.